Welcome back. And if you've heard something you liked, keep going. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Well, I think you were two whenever uh, it was, we found the, the German Scheiser porn. Let's well, not lie to each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys, and the internet never ceases to amaze us. Do you need beer gear and you're unsure of where to find it? Well, the team over at First Sip Brew Box has you covered. From shirts to glassware to snacks and even hangover cures, First Sip has it all. A big congrats to First Sip as they make a major signing with Amazon. So you can get your subscription box from Amazon or just check out their store by checking out their website, firstsipbrewbox.com. Just make sure you tell them that the boys sent you. So we are back and we have the illustrious heavyweight champion, still for me in my life, Mike Tyson behind us. Because if Mike Tyson's not behind you, you should fear for your life because he's in front of you. You, shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't talk shit when you're behind yeah, it. Don't talk shit to the former heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, so Adam, it's wonderful to be back here with you again. Of course, we don't have a guest, but you're always my guest. Whenever Just me and you in our room full of hatred. Yeah. Yes. Are we heels? We're heels. I've heard we're heels. We're heels. We yeah. make everybody mad. Yeah, apparently a bunch of people were mad at us. We're not sorry. We're never going to be sorry. I didn't do shit. You did a lot. I didn't do shit. You co-signed all that shit when you sat down here. Shit. It's getting around one beers. <laughs> it's round one. Adam continues to procure some of the best beers in the burg. Put those things together. Call it round one beers. What we got? We got we got a little bit of explore explore exoplanet. Exo Matt, tell planet. us about the beer. So we have some exoplanet here from Brew Gentleman's double IPA made with a blend of American hops. Uh, we know that Brew Gentleman is known for their wonderful IPA selections here. Uh, so right now, this bad boy from Braddock, PA, is clocking it. What is the ABV on this guy? I can never find it on their cans. They like to hide it. Might not be on there. Oh, oh, it's on there. It's eight five. Eight five. Okay. So, uh, Adam, you go to Brew Gentleman quite often, don't you? No, I. Well, I don't. I haven't been to their tap room in a while, but I procure, I procure their cans mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Check out these from a little beer distributor in Robinson. So nice. Like I said, uh, Brewer Gentleman always seems to have some of the best IPAs. Uh, they do a great job here. And if you want to go on Brewer Gentleman, search them out. All social media, it's Brew, Brew Gentleman Brewing. Uh, I believe it's Instagram and Twitter. And they have a great tap room in Braddock. Uh, they, they just won some awards, too, Absolute recently, planet. didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. I think they took home some national medals, I yeah. believe. So tell us a little more about this. This one is it's a... Creamy double IPA with flavors of apricot and fleshy peach and a clean dry finish. That's what that's the description they're giving us from the untapped. Our Lord and Savior untapped. Fuck you too. Come after us. We talk so much on you untapped. I hate them. Yeah. No, I like I know I know some people that work for them. They're nice people. That's really good. Not that you know people from untapped. Why are you just heel calling out everybody? You're just we're heels now. Fight. We're heels now. We're heels. 
This is very good. Very uh, nice and resiny for being a double IPA. I definitely get the apricot. Are you getting that as much as I am? I get a little bit of apricot. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting like a full punch of it. I definitely get that clean dry finish. Mm -hmm. It's finishing almost crisp. I'm really liking that. Yeah. It's so good. while we sip on these beers, Adam, and you continue to avoid making sure everyone knows you're a heel. How about you tell them about some of the Bash Brew Fest 2022 dates? You can call me out me to my face. Starting May 14th, <laughs> best brunch ever, uh, Hop Farm Brewery Warehouse. We're there with uh, the Fuel by Hops gang. Uh, Brews and Brews is June 4th, the Ross River Ice Garden in Bell Vernon. Then July 16th, Breweries in PA, Homebrew Invitational, back at the Harm Hop Farm Brewery Warehouse. Shout out to the Brews and PA. They kept me up past my bedtime last night. That's why I can't speak today. <laughs> Had fun with you guys, though. Thank you very much. And uh, Barrel and Flow Fest. August 13th, the stack at Three Crossing, and bring up a cure October 8th at the Energy Innovation Center. Wonderful. And those dates uh, are solid. They're not changing. And as other dates roll in, we will update you guys. We'll update you. Yeah. There's a possible another one in June. There's a possible another one in August. So just got to keep your eyes peeled. Moves. There's one in November that I'm just waiting for the... Just waiting for the green light. The location and the green light. Yep. And we so, will yeah, talk about we're, that. we're staying busy all year long, almost. Absolutely. And speaking of staying busy, Adam, you and I and some of our friends got to go to AEW. We saw some wrestling. Yeah, we saw AEW Dark Elevation, Dynamite, and the taping of Rampage down at the Peterson Event Center here in Pittsburgh. So this is actually uh, AEW's uh, second return to the Steel City. Their, their very first Dynamite and very first Rampage actually occurred in the Steel City. So them coming back... I don't know about the first Dynamite. Well, the first one away from Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Was that? Yeah. I know the first Rampage was here. Yeah, we had the very first one. Cool. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, we got to see, like I said, some Dark Elevation. And usually Dark Elevation, if you guys are not as familiar with AW as we are, uh, Dark is something they've, they've put out on YouTube. So you can grab it anytime. You can see past episodes. Um, and once Uncle Tony Khan gets himself a nice streaming service, you'll be able to see all those stacked up as they as they would be um so real quick i think we had a couple highlights uh my highlight for dark was uh qt marshall taking on murder grandpa suzuki well that was a pretty good that was the um what do you call that the headliner main event the main event yeah, yeah. i've been watching a lot of stuff like the what the boop boop <laughs> Uh, great match between these two strong vets. They're both kind of in the middle card right now. Uh, QT Marshall is a great heel, and Suzuki really taps into that uh, like deathmatch style, like begging for more strikes. I'm yeah, like, that strong style Japanese yeah. uh, suplexes and mm -hmm. chops and slaps. Really dig it. It was, it was cool. It was yeah. cool to see him live. It was cool to see all the mouth breathers sing his song as he came out. <laughs> At, Man. You, you saw heads lock in to that how are you not a heel by the way you just called out half of the crowd yeah i flicked off the audience during that did you, you flicked me i flicked it, you off yeah. and the guys behind us yeah did yeah. a great job no, i'm a heel yeah we're heels now this is a heel podcast <laughs> with the beautiful heels yeah we yeah oh hey great tag match T crack tag team name. you're an idiot yeah. I'm, you're, I'm gonna heal on you too why the tag, the match. Oh, you're Get mean. out of here, Dullard. 
fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved on to Dynamite, and the show kicked off uh, with Dustin Rose taking on CM Punk. And I thought it was going to be kind of like a warm-up match, like a seven-minute, ten-minute match. They went like over 20 minutes in this one. And you really got to see uh, Dustin Rhodes, great veteran, admittedly my favorite wrestler. Uh, I loved him when he was Goldust. I loved him when he talked shit on WCW when they made him seven. Uh, I love it. I love him now, his new iteration. He's my favorite wrestler, pretty much hands down. Yeah, I think uh, it was my favorite match of the of the card, of the Dynamite card especially. Um, yeah, and me and you, but there, I mean, the crowd was kind of split 50-50. They really almost. were. Um. To me and you were arguing back and forth in our section. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, your guy lost. He sucks. He doesn't suck. It was a great match. Sucks. Yeah, he's great at he's great at doing the job. He's good. Are you calling Dustin Rose a jobber? Yeah. You're calling Dustin Rose. A natural Rose a- jobber, Dustin Rose. He put on a great match for CM Punk who's elevating towards the title scene. Yeah. That's not jobbing. That's putting on the show. The jobber of a son of a plumber. <laughs> Get out of here with that nonsense bullshit. This is a great match. Dustin Rhodes is a is a professional. He's not going to vie for a title. He's 52 years old. He's not going to vie for a title. Tell Hulk Hogan that. Yeah, well, Hulk Hogan Pretty was sure everyone's he... dream boat. That's, that's the only reason he ever got pushed. And then when he was in NWO, he got carried by the outsiders. Dustin Rhodes does it on his own. You're a dick. <laughs> I don't. Whatever. Wardlow returned <laughs> to Dynamite. Uh, the War Dog showed up at Pittsburgh, uh, the Peterson Event Center. He got handcuffed, and then he was forced to walk out to the match without any of his music, which I love his music. So I kind of suck on the I hate his music, so I'm fine with that. I'm not even being, I'm not trying to be a contrarian on all these things. But I don't like his music. It sounds like a bad Disturbed song. You think? Yeah. I just thought it was like a cool, the driving song kind of like encapsulates what he is nah i don't hear any of that i get i get some vibes we'll listen to it after the show maybe a touch it's like my five finger death punch or anything you know no it's not that bad uh so he got to wrestle a friend of the podcast andy williams also known as the butcher uh where not a jobber not a jobber maybe dustin can do the job to wardlow next week so anyway (laughs) butcher got Hung up in the suplex or the power bomb symphony, which was amazing because the butcher is just as big as Wardlow. So it was actually kind of cool to see Wardlow put on that amount of strength. Uh, to, to uh, four four power bombs, I believe it was four. It was four yeah. with MGF and the the shirtless wonder Sean Spears up in the in the box there talking shit. It was kind of cool to flick him off. That, that was, was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, then we moved on to Rampage, where Rampage can was... I, can we go back, though? Yeah. Since you're adamant that Dustin Rhodes isn't a job, yeah. I want to make a deal. The next time Dustin wins a match on Dynamite, yeah. I'll drink a Smirnoff on the podcast for round one. The next time he wins on... On Dynamite. On Dynamite. Yep. Okay. Not Dark. Dark doesn't count. Well, that kind of sucks, though, because he's not, he doesn't feud. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because the, the jobbers don't he's feud. He's not a jobber. <laughs> Jobbers don't. He's either. 52 and he's you the it. lead coach. You said it, I didn't. Oh my God. So moving on to Rampage, this was uh this was a good card. The problem that I had with this one, the the stinker of a match that shouldn't have been a stinker was Jade Cargill taking on uh oh, it was Fear. It was supposed to be a stinker, it just shouldn't have been the main event. It was uh, it just wasn't that great, man. It's it was two very green mm-hmm. ladies in there and 
They had every right to be on the card, but I wouldn't yeah. have ended the show with that. It was rough. Their chemistry was They're off. Just both too new. Yeah, they just couldn't. They couldn't seem to sync up and and do what they needed to do to get that match to evolve. It got very stale about about five minutes in. It started to get stale, mm-hmm. and they couldn't find a way to pop the crowd to bring it back, which was tough. I think until they botched, and then, that, they and then the crowd was like, "Yeah." Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I thought the main event of this should have been the Daniel Garcia Eddie Kingston match because that was that match was awesome, incredible. Uh, Eddie Kingston is you forget that he's been in the game for like thirty years, man, and he's been doing this for a really long time. He has a great skill set. He's always been written off as a jobber because that's what he did, not like Dustin Rhodes. He made people famous. Yeah, that's what he called it. Yeah, let's well, yeah. yeah. But watching Eddie Kingston wrestle a much younger, much quicker Daniel Garcia, I thought it was a great match because you got to see all the prowess that Eddie Kingston brought to the ring and the way that Daniel Garcia can sell. I thought it was a great match. Those chops that they were delivering on each other actually made me cringe in my seat. Anytime they made contact with a slap, I I actually curled up in my seat a little bit because you could hear it like it was, it was right loud. next to you. It was loud. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great match. Um, no, I can't wait to see. Actually, now Eddie Kingston versus Jericho again, because I kind of think yeah, it's going to be. Was, I thought it was going to be crap the first time, and it was actually really enjoyable. Yeah. So I'll watch it again. And now he decimated Daniel Garcia, so now Jericho has another reason to kind of come out and be a little more, a little more fierce than he usually is. Kingston's clan needs like two more people, though. He does. He and does. I don't know who. It'd be kind of grab. It'd be kind of cool if he got like Swerve Scott and Keith and be Keith. Cool. That'd be kind of because they're like two, you know guys that kind of got left by the wayside as well so kind of team up with kingston on that that'd be pretty cool yeah anybody with the hardys yeah well the hardys seem to be on a collision course with uh done watching that uh, it's the sting and uh darby allen team yeah, yeah. i think i think they're gonna have like a friendly like rivalry yeah which oh, are so boring fun fact I, and it did make air I, I watched it back to see if it did yeah uh Matt and Jeff Hardy were doing the delete thing at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Matt, Jeff threw his arm out of the socket. Yeah. <laughs> because he started putting it up on his Yeah. Head. He was like, oh, no. Oh, I can't believe I did that. He, yeah. jump, he can jump off of a 15-foot ledge, but can't throw that arm out there that quick, man. He's so – like, he. you forget also, he's very old. <laughs> he's not very old. But, but with the miles. For, he, yeah. The he's miles, had a long career. Yeah. Good Lord. You know, and, and his dog, his poor dog, his, <laughs> Matt, Matt his, he killed my dog. I <laughs> killed his dog. <laughs> we had a story. We did this with the storyline back then. If you don't know this, uh, when Matt and Jeff feuded in WWE, Matt burnt down Jeff's house. They played like his house actually burnt down with his dog inside. Yeah, but they made it kayfabe. Yeah, they made it a whole storyline yeah. out of a real life tragedy because that's what Vince does. He does it really shitty. <laughs> So, no, it's not. Got a dead parent? We're going to write it into a storyline. Got a dead dog? We're writing it in. We're also going to be written in, Adam. Yeah, we are getting written in. Well, to to piped in, I would say, we are going to be in the new AEW video game. Well, you. Yeah, no, us. I was in the bathroom and getting a beer when they were doing it. Oh, no. I I thought you were next to me. (laughs) No, I was gone. Oh, I'm sorry. So, if you've been following us on social media, you would see, uh, and also, too, at the KNWT being on social media, at Bash underscore Bruno on social media, 
uh, you would see that I've been kind of throwing out teasers there that we're going to be in the AW video game, and people have actually been like throwing me messages like, "What's that mean? Are you guys getting like mo capped? Like we're not that cool." <laughs> All right, you're talking about like you're going above and beyond. That's that would be uh... awesome. You should realize by now that we don't have it like that, but it was pretty cool. So uh, during the tapings for AEW, the Dapper Yapper, Justin Roberts, came out, and he asked certain sections of the arena to do certain chants, and there were the microphones right above our section, which you would have noticed if you weren't running around getting beer. Well, if they have the concourse mic, they might pick me up saying Double Crown and Cola. Yeah. Like, they might have caught me. It's like, FTR, Double Crown and Cola. <laughs> so, Extra ice. Uh, what they did was... They actually had our section do, uh, we chanted out FTR, CM Punk, Dynamite, Tony Khan, uh, and a couple other things. So now, whenever you buy the game, you can actually hear, well, my voice at some point. Saying Tony Khan. Saying Tony Khan. You say that when you sleep, too, I've heard. I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, if you say it enough times, he shows up. I was, well, I've five got, times in the mirror, and he just appears behind you with a bag of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you want some huge announcement for you. <laughs> You see, he trolled himself when he was doing that. By the way, when he made the big announcement, he looked at the hard cam and like made that face, like Vince McMahon when Austin Theory's music played. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that. So we are going to get some combat sports news here. So from Buckle to Bell to Bellator and back, the boys bringing the best combat sports news in the biz. Uh, we did have Mike Tyson behind us, but you should know he is not to be messed with. So Iron Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the planet, the man who placed the fear into the hearts of mere mortals. He was just trying to catch a flight, commercial flight, to what was it? I don't even know where his destination was going to be, but he was supposed to just catch a flight and go where he needed to go. And there was a fan, <laughs> fan. I imagine based on the fan, they were probably going to Florida. <laughs> you know what? Not a bad guess. I'll Florida fire. or Jersey? Well, that bullshit came over the top seat and was talking a lot of crap to Iron Mike Tyson. And I give I give Mike Tyson a lot of credit because he really held off on standing up and saying anything. But you could tell, like in the TMZ video, he was he was saying to the guy, like, "Leave me alone! Don't say that! Leave me alone! Leave me alone!" And it looked like the guy had other people around him who were filming and kind of egging him on. So of course, you know, once you poke a bear too many times, you kind of get what you deserve. Um, and the part of the video that people can't really find right now, I found it. Uh, is Mike Tyson beating the brakes off that dude? But I give Mike Tyson a lot of credit because he held back on some of those punches. And a lot of people can find the aftermath now. That guy being all sad face. Yeah, that was that just made me want him to get beat up more. Yeah. He just had a couple a couple lacerations on the right side of his of his head. Uh, I mean, you basically got beat up by Mike Tyson and you walked out conscious. Like it's you should be consider yourself lucky. Yeah. So other pro fighters have weighed in on on this matter. So Josh Barnett tweeted, this this is the saddest thing about the whole incident by far. The uber-legalistic society creates people that do any and everything within the law to harass and attack, knowing they haven't broken, quote-unquote, the law, and your only recourse is more law and legalese when they should be smacked. Uh, Nick Lenz came out and said, this fucking asshole relentlessly verbally attacks Mike Tyson on an airplane and catches an ass whooping. That's how it should be. Screw that guy. Lucky he only got smacked a few times. And lastly, uh, the one that I liked here, Jessica, I said, you can't antagonize person, especially a fighter, and then get mad when you get a reaction. Yeah. I, I'm with that. I wouldn't antagonize any of those people that gave a statement. Either. No. 
Uh, and I'll say this: violence has a, you up. They will. Every single person there would take your eyes out. I mean, it's skilled fighters have a line in their brain that gets crossed, and they turn it on. And when they turn it on, it's on. It's on. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that stops them sometimes is Herb Dean, unless he's not doing his job again. But <laughs> for the most part, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even like go out and like talk shit behind their back at a bar or something. No. 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 And, and violence is people might find out. And tell them. And then tell them. And they come for you. Yeah. Then they're coming for you. Yep. So violence has a place in the world, of course. Uh, its application will always be debatable. But one thing is not debatable. If you act like an asshole, don't get mad when the consequ- consequences come knocking at your door. It's a good rule of thumb to live by, I think. Especially when that person is Mike fucking Tyson. <laughs> Speaking of assholes, uh, Jake Paul's back in the news here. Uh, he has decided that he wants to fight a legitimate boxer here. He really is. The okay. the, the one-eyed MMA legend, UFC Hall of Famer, uh, Michael Bisbing, the man who lost an eye to fighting. Because Boy, can Jake Paul punch any further down? That's what I'm saying. He, he's fighting a guy. He's trying to fight a guy who's been trying to get a fight license for three years can't because he's got one eye he's got one eye so he can pass all the the physical stuff like he can do all that but as soon as it comes to the sight test no offense you can't fucking pass it because you got one eye bro yeah and i love i love michael bisping and maybe i'm speaking for you too bisping's a good dude he talks shit the way we like he fights the way we like right really dig that guy um so who came to the rescue though to give michael bisping a fighter's license. Oh no. Canada. Oh no. <laughs> Canada swooped in and saw this match and knew that they needed tourist revenue. <laughs> yeah, COVID's been hard on Canada. It really has been. So he was able to secure a fight license with and I'm gonna fuck this name up. Uh Tusa Tusatina Combative not Commission. Even, not even looking at it because I can't say it. There's a lot of apostrophes and a lot of vowels that don't make sense in their placement. So I apologize, but I would say Tusatina uh, Combative Commission in Calgary, Alberta. And he also, and then also Bisping accepted the fight with Jake Paul. Uh, unfortunately, Jake Paul's already coming out as a heavy favorite in early lines for a boxing matchup against the Count. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, because he's half his age and he has both his eyes. I mean, it's a step down from Tyrone. Tyrone, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's a weird uh, trajectory there. Other than Bisbing being a better shit talker, like yeah, yeah, I would say that's weird. probably the best thing that Bisbing's gonna be able to do is is he's gonna be able to talk the it's most weak. shit. It's yeah. like weak, truer shit. Well, I would eventually. Uh, Fury's waiting in the wings, and he's he's been kind of creeping around, saying like, "You know where to find me. Send me a contract, this and that." And I hope that happens because that'd be really cool. Like the Fury or the brother? The brother. Oh. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not gonna result in big buys. That's the problem there. I don't know. All the people that hate Jake Paul will be like, he's fighting a legitimate boxer. So maybe that sells tickets. I don't know. Um, so we were at AEW Dynamite, and Tony Khan did come out and make a big announcement. So the president and Booker, Mr. Khan, he teased a big announcement for AEW Dynamite for two weeks, I believe it was. And he just kept saying, I'm big announcement, big announcement, big announcement. This one delivered. This is pretty cool. They got, is it was definitely one. spoiled way ahead of time. But. It certainly was, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so a super show crossover extravaganza is going to take place on June 26th at the United Center in Chicago when AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling lock horns. Uh, Adam Cole and King Switch, Jay White, came out to interrupt all of the pomp and circumstance that Tony Khan, the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, had. And uh, they said that that show is going to be all about the Super Elite and the Bullet Club, which I can't wait for. That's going to be incredible to see that happen. Uh, and there's going to be so many dream matchups. I can't wait to see what they pull out because there have been tastes here and there, like John Moxley, Archer, some other. They've gone over to wrestle in some of the strong uh, uh, showcasings, and then they've lent some talent to us over here in the states as well. So I'm pretty excited to see what they come up with here for this card. Is that a Saturday by chance? I believe it is a Saturday. <laughs> the only problem is it's the same week as HomebrewCon here in Pittsburgh, so I'm going to be. Cloud nine that day. Take your liver pills. Yes. Because <laughs> I ain't stopping after the con anymore. Nope. Um, yeah, and we got a cool bonus match uh, for Dynamite that we saw with Adam Cole versus uh, Ishii. And that was, that was a sick. surprise. Yeah. And that was awesome. I was really happy with that match, too, because it was such a showcase of American wrestling versus Japanese wrestling. Lots of strong style mixed in with the uh, over-the-top charisma and talent. Because, like, Japan wrestlers tend to lean towards strong style, staying humble. Yeah, it's very serious. It's almost like shoot wrestling. Yes, um, as close it, as you can get. In, in some instances with some of the wrestlers. Yeah, and then America wrestling is all big and about the show and the spectacle and everything. So Absolutely. To see those two styles collide with two guys that do it very, very well was, was really cool. It's good stuff. Yeah, especially after you had to watch Dustin Job at the beginning of the night. Dustin didn't job. He put on a great match. With another Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. two Hall of Famers putting on a great match. That's not jobbing. Someone has to go over. No one. You... Oh my god! So we got something about Sterling here. <sighs> Aljamain Sterling asked. <laughs> listening to your stupid opinions. <laughs> Aljamain Sterling asked Whitaker and two of us to apologize after those two trash talkers talked all kinds of shit leading up to Sterling's uh, title defense and then later on unification of the, uh, was it Bantam? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm just... I'm, what? I just don't get how you're going to demand an apology from somebody talking shit. Well, why wouldn't you? These two guys, who gives a fuck? Whitaker and Tuivasa were talking all kinds. Of, they, well, not, it was it was shit talking to the point where they were like, the only reason why Sterling got the bell is because of DQs. So they were talking shit about the DQ. That's true. Yeah. At that time, it was at true. the time. Just, and you proved yeah. them wrong. Just take it. You proved yeah. them wrong. But then he asked for an apology, and Whitaker responded in tweeting, uh, "Well, isn't there egg on my face? Congrats, mate. I recently had a perspective change." Uh, the funny thing about here is that Sterling made an apology form for anybody who wants to come see him fight next. Uh, and we actually have it here for you, Adam, in the in the notes, if you want to check that out. Uh, it's reasons why uh, reasons for your behavior as to why you said Aljamain Sterling couldn't win. Uh, the media convinced me uh, he was done. I only looked at advanced analytics. I was jealous of Aljamain Sterling. I didn't watch the actual fights. I don't know MMA and Mercury. <laughs> Mercury was in retrograde. <laughs> he had fun with this. I, I like this. This this was kind. Of, this is funny on his part. Go for it, Sterling. Yeah, he deserves it. I think he deserves some respect. Yeah, he came um, out and did his thing. Don't go demanding it from the freaking heavyweights. Yeah, that's kind of like, you're barking up a tree. I don't think you can climb, your, man. Stay in your lane. 
So speaking barking of, up at the middleweight and the, <laughs> the heavyweight. Or punch down and pick a one-eyed man like Jake yeah, Paul. Yeah, why don't you just go pick on Michael Bisping like everybody else? <laughs> so, Adam, UFC 274 is right around the corner on May 7th, uh, where the UFC will take over the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona, for an absolutely stacked card, headlined by two championship matches. So I think right now what we should do is kind of preview the card and make some predictions. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to start Pets off. <laughs> we're going to start off at lightweight here with uh, the cowboy, Donald Cerrone, taking on Joe Luazon. Leo, Leo, Leozon, 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 Leozon. I was just waiting you to get through. Waiting for you to get through it. Are you okay with me today? Yeah, I, it's just like your your dullard face and your dullard mouth. Is it just, something going on right now? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm Are good. you sure? I'm a little agitated by what? People, not you. Other people. Don't bring that you. agitation to this dojo. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Well, you're surely focusing on me. It's not you. Do you want to go to therapy? Joe Lowe is on. Good. What's your pick? You pick first. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm picking this one with my heart. <laughs> Uh, Joe Lozon is a great, uh, mat expert, ground game expert, jujitsu expert, but I got to pick Donald Cerrone because I just like Donald Cerrone. And, uh, and yeah. if he can keep it standing and hurt him, I mean, he's got a chance. He's getting up there in fights. He's getting up there in age, but he can, he can throw a hard kick and a hard punch. So, and he's got, he's no slouch on the ground either. Like I'm, I, I did say all that about Joe, but, um, Donald can hold his own on the ground too. Not as much as Joe, though. No. I mean, but yeah. he can... He's not done for if it goes to the ground. He can defend. He can work his yeah. way. I don't think he's going to be throwing any submissions on the ground. I don't think so, either. Um, but I agree with you. If the Cowboy can keep it standing up and get some stiff punches and control the cage, kind of work it towards... Uh, try to work it toward the links of the fence. Keep uh, keep Joe on that. And I think if he can control that part of the fight, that he could win. I think as soon as... There's a, a challenge for the middle of the octagon, and he has to try to fight his way out from the middle. That he's not going to have a good time there. That's that's where he's going to really falter if he has to go to the ground. I think he has the gas tank to keep up. Yeah, yeah. So we're moving into light heavyweight. This is going to be a great match here. Mauricio Hua taking on OSP Ovince Saint Brut. Good, your first this time. OSP all day. I think right now. You're seeing who will come back from a bunch of injuries. Uh, he does have a great stand-up. His front kick is devastating, but I think OSP has the speed to get around those strikes and get to the inside and go for the takedown and work his magic with his jujitsu. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to take it. OSP. Uh, Rue is just yeah, he's just too many miles on that old beater car. You know? It's tough. It's tough. Not that he's, wow, I thought it was really mean of me to say find him. Just too many miles on that career. He's not an old beater car. Well, he's been fighting a long time. Yeah. I mean, that, there's no doubt about that. He's been in the game for a really long time. But I, I mean, that transmission's going to start, you know, knocking a yeah. little bit. I mean, I, I actually had a gearbox on my car completely explode, and I kind of think that's what's going to happen with Hua. <laughs> Listen, my Equinox and Mauricio was... He's just going to make a loud fart and fall to the ground. <laughs> just say, oh! <laughs> just go down. <laughs> Oh, God. So moving into lightweight here, we have Michael Chandler taking on Tony Ferguson. This would be a really cool match. Yeah. It's the exact noise I made last time I ate Insurrection Wings. Yeah. I got the way too hot for my level. <laughs> I was just like, everybody's like, you're crying a lot. Like, people are looking at you, and I'm like, it's not tears. It's just hurts. <laughs> it's making the hurty hurt hurt more. <laughs> 
They're delicious, though. Dude, Insurrection Wings. I So there are people that I know that are visiting Pittsburgh for the first time ever. They're like, where do I go for beer and whatnot? And I was, like, talking about beer. And this one guy was like, I want wings. I was like, Insurrection. Have you ever been to Sidelines in Millville? I heard their wings are good, too. No. I got to get that out there and try them. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing I've been close to sounding like that was a place called it used to be called Sideline, but it's also called Pre Games down the South Side, and they're the only bar that sells you the boot of beer. Ah, nice. Yeah. And yeah. Just, I used to play beer pong with all the guys from Ninth or Seven the Fan down there. <laughs> They'd ask me something, "Do you know who I am?" And just to fuck with them, I'm like, "I have no idea who you are." <laughs> nope. I was on the South Side <laughs> for the first time in. Eight years, seven years. It makes you feel old. I was though. down there after midnight on Ooh. a Thursday. Wow. Yeah. You feel old real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So moving into lightweight here, we have Michael Chandler taking on Tony Ferguson and what's going to be a complete slugfest. Who are you taking? This is a weird one. Um, but I, I just think Tony's been gone for a while. And every time I pick against Chandler, he wins. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Michael Chandler. I think he's just uh I think he he lost his last fight, I believe. But before that he was on a tear. Yeah. He he's really like one was. of the best fighters that came from Bellator yeah. into UFC and like climbed the ranks real quick. The skills that translated really yeah. well. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him. I think Tony might be might have hit his peak. I'm gonna pick Tony in okay. this one because I think yeah, I that, could go either way. Yeah. I'm just uh, my thing is, I think the skill sets are very similar in this, but I think that what's going to be the edge for Tony is when he has something he has to prove, he goes over the top. And I think he's going to really stop trying to eat shots. Just remember, Justin Gaethje made him look like a Walking Dead extra. He really did. Fight. Yeah, and that's... But well, Justin Gaethje is... Was rough to watch. That was tough to watch, yeah. But I think Tony Ferguson learned his lesson from that one, though, too, because... I mean, he thought his chin could stand up to those punches, and Gagey reminded him very quickly that there's people punching harder than he thinks. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, he lost that fight, and then he lost the two after that, too. So he's on a three-fight down. And that's why I think he has something to prove in this one. So I'm going to let – you know what? So, yeah, I think it's Chandler. So there's where we differ. That's good. So I'm going to let you go ahead. The women's straw weight match. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce this one because oh, I don't need to. Inter- there, there, there's uh, some lady fighting Thug Rose, Namajunas, <laughs> and Thug Rose is going to win. And that was very ge- disingenuous. It is uh, Carla Esparza, which I'm a big fan yes, of her too. I am too. I just said to some lady because she's against my favorite MMA fighter. That's, that's why I wanted to give active. you the carpet. Yeah. yeah. So Thug Rose is taking it probably by left hook. You think it's going to be striking? Yep. I think she's going to knock her out. I think it is going to be Thug Rose, and I think she's going to take it via submission. I don't know. Spars is pretty good on the ground. And that's why I think it's going to go to a submission. She's going to be surprised. I mean, she knocked out the strikers. Exactly. And I think because Carla Esparza is going to try to take this to the ground as quickly as she possibly can because you got to try to mute out Thug Rose's striking. And And if you have been paying attention to... Rose's camp, she is really working on ground striking. So I think she's going to use that new found skill set to work her way into a submission. It's going to be something very plain Jane, like a rear naked choke, uh, an arm bar, like a guillotine maybe. Yeah. yeah. Something. It's not going to be something like 
over over the top. Simple. Google Plata? No Google Platas. <laughs> no Rubber Guard. No Uma Platas. None of that. It's just going to be something plain Jane, peanut butter and jelly. I can see that. She's gonna she's gonna get that victory. She's gonna win though, and then she better give a really good post fight speech because I like to put those on a loop while I'm at the gym. Yeah, get, you get like motivated. <laughs> Uh, especially when she was like, nobody believed in me. Fuck you. <laughs> was, I mean, I loved it. Uh, so, well, let me ask you this though, too. Whenever she's done with this one, who would she even get next? Who who else is in line right now? I don't know who else is even yeah. out there. Because I know Carla was doing a great job of bringing herself up here. So actually, if... Yeah, if, that took a while. Yeah. She was fighting. And as Sparza, if she can win this one, you could run this thing back for a... Yeah, Sparza had to string together like four or five mm-hmm. wins to... Yeah. Where she's at. And that's out. That's without Thugger is talking shit about stringing right. together fights. Right. Yeah. So the main event of the entire night is a lightweight championship match between the champ, the incoming champion Charles Oliveria, going against Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje beat both Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. It's it's you. You know you're doing a good job when you beat people down the card, like right. that you beat them so bad that they take you beat both of these men, and now they have to fight each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm giving it to Charles Oliveira. I just don't see him being stopped. I see him maybe becoming one of the best champions UFC's ever had, like a Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre level champ. And it, I don't think Gaethje's fight IQ is high enough to beat him. I can agree with that. Uh, I think that the incoming champion has a better all-around fight fight game, and his striking is something that I don't think that Gaethje is ready for. Right. Everybody worries about him on the ground because he's a prodigy yeah. on the ground. But his, his striking, striking isn't nothing, isn't anything to blink at. And I, I, Gaethje's just like, I'll swing hard. I'll take you down. Like, he's very, like, by the numbers, and I think yeah. Oliveria is more like of a fluid fighter and, like, can think on his feet. I can agree with that too because I think at this point we we've we've lovingly said this we like J- Justin Gaethje as well, but we lovingly called him UFC's Homer Simpson. Yeah. He like runs forward, gets tagged, and then gets inside and tries to work his way from there. He has very heavy hands, but it's a very Korean zombie yes. type game plan, but without the yeah. cool nickname. Absolutely, yeah. we just call you Homer Simpson, yeah. not the Korean zombie. <laughs> So, Adam, we are going to move into a bit of a break here for some ads. So I love our sponsors. I do, too, yeah, because they support us. And when you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we bring some pretty cool stuff. And just a quick little preview for all this. We got Tattoo Bomb. We got live stream for a cure. We got friends from across the pond that are giving us some podcast ideas. And maybe something else, too, to surprise you. Or maybe not. It might be a huge announcement. Or I could just be asking you to see us on the other side. Have you ever had a bad day at work? Well, the Fuck My Work Life podcast is perfect for you. Host J and K share listeners' entertaining stories from the workplace, which may have you thinking you don't have it so bad after all. Find Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. <laughs> uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. 
Oh yeah, man, I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code, MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you support our sponsors and you support us, and when you support us, we're bringing some pretty cool stuff. And we have some really intriguing guests coming up here in the next couple weeks. So keep supporting us so we can bring those people on. Adam, we are in round two. You continue to procure some of the best beers in the Berg. Put those things together. Round two beers, what we got. We got the Nova Goza from Allegheny City Brewing. I money shot at myself again. There you go. All on your cheek. I got goza in the face. Tasted. <laughs> so this is a this is a goza ale brewed with coriander and sea salt um, in the boil, and then it's got thrown into the secondary uh, for some more fermentation on some orange zest. Ooh, I could smell it as I'm pouring it so out. It should kind of yeah. be like a, I mean, a really good salty sour blooming with the coriander and the orange zest. Oh. You know, Daddy I'm not sure cori- how much weed is in it. No, not a lot at all. But you know, Papa likes coriander. There's just enough in and there. And I know you like gozos. So. I do like gozos a lot. There's just enough coriander at the back end of that bad boy. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> That's a bit of a laser beam. That's got some tartness it's up got, front. Yeah. Ooh. Rolls off, though. And the coriander comes in. That's nice. That was, That's really nice. I was ready to say, man. Good. Quite good. They also had a plum version. Ooh. Which I didn't get, but plums maybe, are scary. Maybe, maybe soon. Yeah. Well, I, I can trust that they would do plum. Yeah. Okay, but I like plum and dark beers. I don't know how I'd Dude. feel about it. But now after tasting how tart this is, I think yeah. it would be really good. Have you had the Sugar Plum Fairy from, I think it's Railworks? Is it Rail Yard? Rail Yard's a bar. Uh, uh, Rusty Rail? Rusty Rail. Uh, thank you, you so much, Rusty Rail. Yes, I've had it. Oh, that's really good. Like, like talking about the, the play on dark beer and plum, I think they do it really well. But Talk about your dullard mouth not getting a brewery out again. Fuck! <laughs> I'm not your enemy! Everybody's my enemy. I'm a heel. <laughs> we are heels. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this microphone's my enemy today. So while we sip on this delicious Goza from Allegheny City, we need to get into... 
The reason why we're heels. Okay. We've had some blowback. We've had some blowback. Just a touch. More me than you. Yeah, I've been hearing about it. But you, you co-sign my bullshit. No, not not on this. Not on some, You not co-sign all my it. bullshit. Not all of it. Okay. Not all of it. I get it. Some of you, some of you, like Cadbury eggs. I do. So that's why I'm not co-signing your shit. I, I'm a big fan of them. I'm not. Well, yeah, I no, think it's... they're bad for you. And they're, they're also they're bad, bad for tasting. You. They're bad for you and bad for your teeth. But they're they bad taste. tasting. Delicious. Okay. To make you guys stop freaking the fuck out, I went online and I did a little bit of research on Cadbury eggs. Cool. I, I came up with some pretty cool facts about them that made me kind of turn the corner on them a little bit. But there are some things in here that make me realize this this thing should be made in Florida. Because it's just diabetes. It's just half these ideas are just for people to get type 2 diabetes right now. Okay? Yeah. All right. So uh, first, first and foremost, the reason why it's called a cream egg and C-R-E-M-E and not C-R-E-A-M is because a product cannot contain dairy due to shipping and whatnot, of course. Yeah, because I believe it comes from across the pond. It does. Yeah. It's made in the UK. You're a big fan of the UK. I am. You shouldn't crap on their Easter candy. I'm going to shit on it hard because this is a, they have way better candy than this. Uh, this cream egg is actually melted fondant and sugar, which gives it a creamy texture, but not the dairy restrictions of traditional cream. C-R-E-A-M. How creative and delicious. It was a smart idea because they actually didn't start putting this cream in it until the 1950s. The original one actually had dairy cream in it. You had to buy it in a very specific time to get them and eat them. They changed it because they wanted more fat Americans to fucking eat it all the time. They make fucking 50 million eggs every Easter season from one place. And there are 25 different kinds of them. But it comes from one place. I think I've only had like three different kinds. Well, you, you are 22 short, sir. Yeah, I've, had the, <laughs> I've had the caramel one, which isn't as good, but it's good. Yeah. And I don't even remember what the other one I've had is. I've had the original one. I've had the caramel one, and I had it was a cookies and cream one. Yeah, yeah. I've had that one. Yeah. I think I had one with like Kool Aid in it. I'm just making. That I would. I mean, with the, the way Brits these, aren't, the Brits aren't fucking with Kool Aid. No, nah, they, they don't fuck with Kool Aid. They don't like it. It's funny they make this thing, but they don't really mess with sugar too much. You know what I mean? And they don't season their food. Hey, I have a guy <laughs> who would be really upset with you. <laughs> Sorry, Dan and Lou. <laughs> Stereotypically, the majority of them. <laughs> Don't season their food well. Stereotypically. I'm not saying all of them, but uh, the majority of them okay. don't know how to cook. We're going heel. I get, but I get it. If you know somebody yeah. that's a chef, they're, they're, they could probably cook. There is good UK cuisine. Oh, there's tons. Dude, the, the UK uh, Indian infusion oh, yeah. is amazing. Oh, my God. I went to a public house in DC all the time. There's like traditional English and Irish fare, and it was some good stuff there. Yeah. Some real good stuff. So uh, these Cadbury eggs, you can go full American with them and make brownies out of them. I'd try that. Yeah, so you just make a regular-ass brownie, and you half the Cadbury egg, and you put it in the middle of the brownie. Oh, that seems lazy. I want to just mix that sugary cream in. That'd be good. That'd be yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Throw it in like a blondie, maybe even. Oh, that'd be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, people are taking shots out of these things, so you can remove the cream and fill the chocolate shells there's, with bourbon. There's, 
There's nothing I want less than after eating a thumb full of that cream than a shot of bourbon. Yeah. Talk about a clash of your tongue would just explode. Yeah, it would in your mouth. And it, yeah. it should because you're fucking eating these things. It'll just be like, what are you doing to me? And all your taste buds will die. <laughs> they, they actually just march off your tongue nah, and, nah, nah, and nah. carry If I'm on. going sweet, I'm sticking that side. If I'm going, well, I go bourbon when I'm going like savory or just like. Yeah. Well, some people are actually <laughs> taking the cream. <laughs> if I need some extra sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I want to go to night night town real quick. <laughs> uh, they do mix up the cream with their favorite liqueur. And that'll be their post-dinner dessert shots that they kind of look good. I mean. I don't know about that either. Yeah. I don't really want to mix it with booze. Let's not. Okay. Well, how about uh, you want to go full Florida and then just deep fry them? (laughs) Like beignets? (laughs) I'd try it. I'd I'd definitely (laughs) take a nibble on that. They they look delicious, um, but everything looks good when it's fried. And lastly, because we are stat junkies, we like numbers and stuff here in the Jojitorium. Just you know that there are three ways people eat these things, and they were actually broken down in a survey that was conducted in 2018, where 53% of people will bite the top off to then like drink the cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20% will bite straight through the egg to get chocolate and cream the, the cream, and then right. 6% are psychopaths and actually use their finger to like scoop out the cream. You want to guess where I fall? You fall in the six percent. I totally do. That's like my favorite thing to do with them. Low resting heart rate. Black coffee, and you scoop out the <laughs> the cream from Cadbury eggs. You're a psychopath. Maybe, not maybe. You maybe. are <laughs> maybe. So Adam, because I, even, I didn't even know there was another way to eat them. Well, apparently there's three. Makes sense. You could just yeah. yeah. Like, I just put the whole thing. Attach your jaw like a boa, and that's what I, that's what I do. Yeah, I can't. I gag them. <laughs> I gag those eggs real quick. Yeah. So so they're, yeah, not too bad. Cadbury yeah. eggs. They're versatile. They're more versatile than I thought they were. Yeah, not the worst thing out of the UK. No, some people enjoy Earl Grey tea. <laughs> Man, listen, I'd rather take try some coffee. <laughs> I'd rather eat two Cadbury cream eggs and drink any kind of Earl Grey tea anytime soon. Anyway, moving on to our showdown. I'd rather drink Stella. <laughs> 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 We're going full heel, full heel, full heel. We saw in full disclosure walking back to the cars from the AEW uh, event we were at. <laughs> yeah. There was a homeless man peeing on a Stella bottle that was empty, laying on its side, and I was like, "Yeah, that's where that belongs." <laughs> yeah. I my idea was he's filling it back up with Stella. <laughs> So, Adam, we're going to do a quick showdown here where we're going to take what I found to be the best Easter candies as ranked by the internet, and they're going to go against our top choices. Because if you flash back to uh, around the Halloween season, we did our top non-chocolate candies and our top chocolate candies, and then I kind of like mix and matched them a little bit to get a formidable fivesome to try to take out the, uh, the top five Easter candies as described by the internet. Because we did talk shit on Easter candy last time, and we said there's no good Easter candy, and apparently you have a boner yep. for Cadbury cream eggs. Which again, I didn't agree with. There's a couple things. Yeah, I you liked. agreed with it. You agreed Peeps with it. Peeps suck. I agreed with that. Yeah. Well, guess what? Peeps we talked about something else that sucked. I thought. Oh, I made funny if you're liking Whopper eggs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Those are good. <laughs> so Adam, what we're gonna do here is we're gonna do 
just uh, it's a five on five. We're going to do five V five, four V four, so on and so forth. We're going to see what the final five are because right now you can get all the Easter candy on heavy discount and all the candies that we like are always available because, you know, we're classy like that. So actually going back to the cream eggs, uh, I got discount, not discounted, but it's after (laughs) Easter. Saris makes a buttercream egg. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. That was better than the Cadbury one. Just because well, the filling was way better. Well, I think too. As at the time sensitive egg too, you got to eat that thing pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Oh, I think it was good. So, Adam, we're going to start down at number five here, and we're going to have to see the Kit Kat take on the Sweet Tart Chicks. So, Sweet Tarts instead of being in the normal form are now formed into chips. Oh, okay. I have I have had those. Yeah. Before I do like a good Sweet Tart. Uh, I am a gummy fruity candy yeah, kind of guy. It's like a better version of a spree. There, no, no, sprees are on their own. That's why I didn't, I didn't I, see them on the list. I didn't put them in there because I didn't want them to dominate the list. <laughs> okay. That's not fair. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, um, my vote's for Kit Kat out of these two. I love a good Kit Kat. There's a strong, there's a strong argument for the sweet tart chicks. Well, because they're a different shape? No, because sweet tarts have a more complex flavor profile than Kit Kats. Kit Kats are just yeah. chocolate. If you're really into like shitty sugary fruit. No. Oh, this one tastes like a red sh- sugar. This one tastes like purple sugar. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the purple. Well, is it grape? No. Is it plum? No. Is it eggplant? No, it's sweet. What would eggplant candy taste like? I mean, if, if you're going off emojis, it would taste like dick. <laughs> sure would, buddy. <laughs> it's the only time I see eggplants anymore. Wet dick. <laughs> it's, like, it's always a splash of water next to it. I don't think it's supposed to be water. Nope. Uh, I'll give it to Kit Kat. Dustin juice. Oh, shut up. <laughs> massage me, Dustin. Massage me. So Kit Kats do prevail here. Yeah. Yeah, this, they do. This is actually uh, a bigger matchup here because these are two kind of like niche candies that are going against each other. Uh, Peeps, the standard Easter candy that are actually as um, versatile as the Cadbury cream egg, as I previously described, go against my favorite of all time, Twizzlers. Um, I'm going to let you know right now, Twizzlers wins for me every fucking time, no matter who they go against. So if you want to fight me on it, you can surely fucking try. But... I, can't, I can't pick Peeps. <laughs> yep. Disgusting. And I, I do like Twizzlers a lot. Yeah. Uh, Twizzlers for life. Now, I have seen people tell me that there's like a, there's a Peeps vodka. Did you see this anywhere? I have seen it. I've never had it. Yeah. What would that, like, because Peeps are just like marshmallows. Yeah. Marshmallow and yellow sweet tart chicks because it's just yellow (laughs) sugar. It's yellow sugar. What's your favorite, what's your favorite flavor? Yellow. Is that lemon? No. (laughs) No. banana? Nope. (laughs) Is it dick? No, that's eggplant. No, that's eggplant. (laughs) Peeps hurt my teeth. Real bad. You're squeezing it too hard if it turns purple like that. <laughs> so this is like Dr. Drew now. Like, Here's our <laughs> advice for you. Don't squeeze it too hard because it turns purple. Uh, so here's actually a really good well, matchup here. It's a fun game to play and scare your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it really is. Hey, guys. Instead, get- of, instead of this, yeah. the way you just... Look at the eggplant. <laughs> Grab all that fucker. Uh, so, Adam, this is actually a really good matchup here. Starburst jelly beans, which are delicious, going against Sour Patch Kids, oh. which is also delicious. And I'll say this too, Adam. 
Star uh, Sour Patch Kids were your number one on the non-chocolate candy list. And Starburst were on my list too, weren't they? They were. Yeah. Starbursts. Right. But they were, they were number four for you. I'm not a jelly bean fan, but these Starburst jelly beans really are good. delicious. Yes. They're like the only jelly beans I'll eat. But it's still good on the Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids are so good. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a big jelly bean fan. See, I'm not. Like, jelly bellies can just go take a dirt nap. Really? I have, yeah, I have no interest in them. Have you ever had a chili mango jelly It's bean? like ordering pinto beans at Chipotle. Like, Which I do. You just don't do it. Black beans all the way. I get pinto beans. Uh, bl- well, this is a feud for next week. Black oh. beans for life. All right. What, we're going to fight by our Chipotle orders? Oh, you know what? <laughs> okay. Fine with that. <laughs> I'll fucking fight you on that. I mean, we can just give them. I don't know if we have anything to battle about. Not really. I, I think there's a there's a there's an argument here for the Starburst jelly beans. Yeah, because Easter might get swept. I don't think they're down two zero already. Yeah, they are down. I'll say this: Sour Patch Kids far superior. Are we talking about Sour Patch Kids OG, or are we talking about all of Sour Patch Kids? No, I think we just stick with the OG because there's different variations of the jelly beans too. Okay. Because I was going to say, if we were going to do variations, because then the the other variations of Starburst jelly beans, aside from the OG, are better than the OG ones. Like, are they? Like the smoothie ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Really good, those. yeah. Um, but if we're going OG versus OG, it is Sour Patch Kids. If cool. We, yeah, unless we're yeah, going to we're kinda, definitely going OG. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can't get it out into the... Because then you say, oh, well, those are the smoothie Starburst jelly beans, but there's watermelon Sour Patch Kids. That'll knock your freaking shoes yeah, off. Man. I do like those a lot. Yeah. So, Adam, we are seeing your number one chocolate candy in Snickers going against your number one Easter candy in Whopper mini eggs. No. (laughs) (laughs) You vehemently fighted for these. I just said I like them. Cadbury eggs. (laughs) I think I remember in our episode where you said, what do you think about those Whopper mini eggs, though? (laughs) In addition to the Cadbury egg. I also mm. like the Whopper eggs. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm picking Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Because- we can argue this all day. I'm picking Snickers. <laughs> Snickers. Snickers is like my go-to. That and Reese's. Like- yeah. You know, I was almost diabolical enough to swap one thing out and put Reese's cups against Reese's eggs. eggs. That would have because the eggs would win. I was actually going to say that in the next matchup, but yeah, yeah, the eggs would totally the eggs win. would totally win. There's a greater peanut butter ratio. Yeah, there is. And oh man, I just you're making saying out of those? talking about a Reese cup peanut butter ratio into a microphone just made my cholesterol points rise. I'm so freaking fat as it should. Ugh, that gro- I grossed myself out, but it's true. Peanut butter ratio is much greater. Yeah, and I was going to say you're making s'more out of one of those things. Shut yes. it down. Yes. Oh. Uh, my four-year-old niece taught me it, Yeah, that that's a thing you can do. And oh. I'm like, look at him. Look at this. And you're like, oh, shit. I was like, you will be the president someday. Buy a pack of these. You should run for office. <laughs> You'd be way better than Rand Paul. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so we're taking Snickers here. Uh. <laughs> so, Adam, the showdown we've been waiting for. It's not a show. I don't. Reese's peanut butter cups going against number 29 in the actual depth charts, but number one in your heart and actually probably in your heart. Probably in my heart at this point. Yeah, I used to. Cadbury creme eggs. You probably expect a lot of buildup and a lot of explanation behind this. It's Reese's cups. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I think seeing that I voted for um, regular candy over Easter candy just proves that Halloween's better than Easter. <laughs> and that's what I was hoping for, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Because the only zombies I really give a shit about are the ones I see coming to my door for <laughs> for candy. Uh, it's it's not even close. So, oh, another thing, going back to Reese's eggs. Yeah. And actually, it's like Reese's of any shape are better than the regular ones because they all have more peanut butter. Yeah. But I really like the white chocolate ones mm. of the different yeah. shapes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The white chocolate ghosts at Halloween time. I dominate bags of those. Yeah, th- those are really good. And I'm not saying like bags, like like a pack of two or I'm three. Talking about the, the big. I'm talking about like what yeah. you're supposed to hand out to the children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and you know what I like to do too? When Sheets tries to get rid of them all real quick and they're like, oh, these are 25 cents. I'm like, uh-huh. give me the box. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't don't make eye contact with me. Give me the box. That's all I want. I'm here for right my now. coffee and three of those. <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> So uh, we are going to take just another quick break real quick before we move into something else, and we'll come right back. Thank you for hanging there for a short break. It is round three, and I wanted to bring you one of my favorite beers, Adam, because it finally went into cans at one of my favorite spots uh, over at Connie Creek. This is their Summer Wheat Ale. This little bad boy is an uh, an American wheat ale with lemon zest, clocking in at 5.25%. Yeah, and Connie Creek is right near where I currently reside, uh, only a few moments away. And Lee's uh, a really skilled brewer. He likes to stick more towards traditional styles. And this is probably one of my favorite beers that he makes. So I want to bring you a little treat. Great color on it. Yeah. Right off the bat. Plus, I love lemon stuff. Nice and golden. Yeah. And if you know what's going on Connie Creek, you search them out on all social media. It's uh, it's Connie Creek Brewing, and it's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, for a while there, Lee was doing his What Makes Lee Excited. Yeah, what happened to those? I yeah, they stopped them. I don't know. Those were funny. I really enjoyed them. But uh, what do you think of this beer? It's good. There's a flavor that I can't put my finger on. That I'm getting like right before the lemon. Yeah, it's I'm like, not sure what it is. It's like a it's like a s- nice sweetness. Yeah, as I say, it's very it might sh- just be from whatever wheat malt he used. It's possible. I feel like it's part of that wheat uh, flavor. <clears throat> I could agree. And, like with that. I get a good earthy, not earthy, like grassiness. Yeah, almost. It's gonna sound so stupid because you said that, but like lemon grass is kind of what. Yeah, it kind of gives off that whole. Vibe. Or you know what the the flavor I'm getting might be the hoppy yeast. It is kind of a bitter yeah tinge. It's good. It's just mm-hmm. not when you see lemon summer wheat like you think like you think lining kugels. Sadly, and thank yeah. God this doesn't taste like lining kugels. Right. Um. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's that's really good. that's why I got this one because I wanted it. I wanted to have uh, a nice lemony summer style beer because we've had some good weather lately and i wanted to kind of yeah two days yeah <laughs> we'll take what we can get it's like two months of great time this podcast comes out it might be snowing uh, probably so adam we are moving into round three here as we sip on this delicious beer from connie creek thank you again lee uh and i brought you adam one of your favorite segments questions from the internet it is one of my favorites yeah you have a lot of fun with this one 
Uh, so I go on to Twitter and I find some fun things that people are asking each other and also some questions from our listeners. So thank you. And again, it's decayingwtb at gmail.com if you want to throw your question in here too and see how we pick it apart. So Adam, if you could go back in time, what is one movie you would want to see in theaters? Hmm. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got one. Just because like, there was so much hype around it Yeah. at the time, I want to see if it all checks out. And to be like, have my brain. I, the, I, this is taking like no memories from present day back. Yeah. It's like fresh. I'm seeing this thing for the first time ever and nothing from the future is preceding it or anything. Yeah. The Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it was like, oh, people were fainting and like puking in the aisle. Like, yeah, yeah. People, it's insane. People I'd love are to walking be out and they're going to church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. So, yeah, Exorcist. I would go with another movie that made people feel certain kinds of ways when it first came out uh and it was it, no one knew if it was real or not that was the other thing about it they were kind of fighting back and forth it was the first time pre-internet that people were like really scouring you know news and everything to see if something was real the blair witch project the very first one yeah i mean i yeah i guess i didn't see that in theaters huh Mm-mm. i didn't either i saw it on vhs all those years ago yeah uh it was good. I liked. I liked. Yeah, I, it definitely would have been better with the hype and mystery behind yeah. it. Because um, by the time I saw it, it was, of course, just a film, and it was just right. Like, and I already saw some other found footage that was really right. good. So yeah, yeah, I just saw it way too late. I think what was good for me is I was that was actually the first found footage film I've ever I ever seen as a as a kid, and it uh, yeah it. It changed my perspective on it. I like found footage films. I, I like to see. I like good ones. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, so I don't like the majority of them. <laughs> they're they're tough. They're tough to find good ones for sure. But whenever you do get like uh, Grave Encounters, is one that I really enjoy. That one was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Troll Hunter, amazing. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, and then uh, said the one I like, The Resort. I Man, thought was really good. A lot of them. Yeah. I like Hell House LLC. Oh yeah, that's a really good. <laughs> that chick that they dressed her up like. I st- I had a legitimate nightmare yeah. about that. That, that. if you yeah, haven't seen Hell House, you have to go see that one. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, the house is October built. I really like that. Never one. saw that one. That was. I've really heard good. that's good, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, the sequels are trash, but the first one's really good. Same with Hell House. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you put CGI into a found footage film, you fucked up. You're done. Screwed up. Looking at you, Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what's the biggest change you think our podcast has had since we started? I've gotten fatter. Uh, you can't use that one because we both have. Let's try it again. Hmm. What's the biggest change in our podcast? I mean, video. Going to video. Going yeah. to YouTube. I guess. Like, no, there's not like a deep answer for me on this one. I don't I, know. I I actually I got fatter. I drink too much. <laughs> that all happened before we even started the podcast. That's why we started the podcast. Yeah, for an excuse. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have a problem. I like to talk about beer. Look, I got a microphone. It means something, right? I think the biggest thing that changed for us is that people want to come on. I don't have to schedule days off from drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to talk about it and take my cleanse pills. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Dennis guy. No, uh, people. Uh, biggest change for me is that people actually want to come on this podcast. Yeah, yeah I've talked to a couple of people, yeah. and and I've um, this week actually, I was out at breweries, and people were like, "Hey, really liked the blank this episode," and I'm like, "Oh, you listen, watch whatever yeah. you do." 
So it's like coming up in conversation instead of instead of my beer. Yeah, <laughs> but it's pretty cool though. It's okay. I really, I, I'm I'm enjoying it. There's a, there's beer a little se- beer season's coming back. Yes, it'll even out. But yeah, it was yeah. really cool to like. Somebody's like, "Oh yeah, your podcast," and I'm like, "Oh, thanks, thanks for listening." Yeah. So thank you. Appreciate I'm that. I'm glad we haven't offended you with our. We will though, because we're heels with our hot takes on tea. Yep, we're heels and Cadbury eggs yep. and and sprees. The only hate you get about sprees is from me, because I'm going to tell you right now. There's a large contingent of people that message me and say they like sprees and they side with me and they don't like you for it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sure there's a large contingent. Yeah, large, cool. very. Do they have to wear Velcro Velcro shoes because they don't know how to. Next question. Next question. Next question. <laughs> they seem a little backwards, is all I'm saying. Well, there we go. Adam, this question, I wanted to see how you react to it. They like sprees. God. They gotta be. Stop. No. No. They gotta uh-uh. be. I'm just saying, they gotta no. be. No. Like a little. No. Backwards. Stop. Like, they might not like Snickers then. Like, maybe their taste buds are just. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing to like. What, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing to defend, yes. You can like them, but to be like, they're my favorite. I mean, it's candy? not like I'm trying to defend finger painting in the nude or something. I'm saying I like sprees. It's a candy. Not like them. You put them in your top I did. three, I think. Yeah, I did. That's you want to know why? Because they're cause top you, three yeah. worthy. Cool. For you. I tie rest, my shoes. And the rest of your backwards friends that... The, don't call them still backwards. Still listen to... Like, do you like new wave music still? And like, New wave's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like New Wave. What's wrong with New Wave? I don't know. I wasn't. I couldn't think of a better thing than <laughs> you still like disco. I don't know. I, I yeah. I lost it. I lost anyway. Flock Spre- of se- you flock of seagulls. Fuck. Yeah, I like flock of seagulls too. Who doesn't? Me. Next question. Hi, can we be friends? Don't like sprees. Don't like flock of seagulls. Hot <laughs> takes. I'm a heel. <laughs> Hi, can we be friends? I think I just turned face saying that. Oh, that's the question. Yeah, hi, can we I, be I was like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> no, the question. Who sent it? I don't know huh? if I want to be friends with this person. That's the that's the fuck of it. You have to like, hi, can we be friends? Can, we be friends? can I ask you? I want to ask nope. you a question back. Sure. Let me buy you a beer. See, that's nice that's of you. Answer. Yeah. See, you're not a heel. My first question is going to be, do you like sprees? <laughs> if you say, yeah, I'm going to kick the stool out from under you. <laughs> ah, guy. Get out of here, jobber. <laughs> Dustin, I, that's where you want to go. Dustin probably likes sprees. Hi, can we be friends? Yeah, we can be friends because I'm not a judgmental piece of shit asshole that sits there and takes a piece of everything that you say and tries to use it against you. My name's Adam. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Which Adam are you talking about? You! <laughs> doesn't sound like me. Sure doesn't. I'm real cool. Can we be friends? Absolutely. We can be friends until, I don't know, say something I don't like, then I'm done. Great. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> you say something I don't like. Yeah, one thing I don't like, guess what? Gone. One little bit of pushback. Yep. You don't have time for you it. You better agree with everything I say. Well, Dustin's a jobber. You have longevity. That's the problem next, with you. <laughs> that's, the problem. that's the problem with your face. You have longevity. I turn face by saying I hate sprees and I hate, uh, uh, I forget what else I, oh, Flock of Seagulls, yeah. Flock of Seagulls. Stupid haircuts. Good band. Stupid Good haircuts. band. Good band. Stupid Good band. Adam, 
Where are you likely to run into a large group of stupid people? The Spree's outlet. <laughs> there is no Spree's outlet. You are stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. I mean, to continue on the turning heel, there were a lot of there were. That was a large group of stupid people at the AEW show. There was. There was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot of mouth breathing. A lot of people that didn't know how to wash their hands. Yeah, you know what, dude? Yeah. The bathrooms of the Peterson Event Center. I'm talking to you, Peterson Event Center. Small. And that's not an excuse to not wash your hands after you touch your own dick. You should wash your hands. You can't touch your own. Especially when you look the way you do. Yeah. You look like a pro wrestling fan. You also don't. Help us all out. You didn't wash your dick. So there's no way your hands are clean. So you pee and then you don't wash your hands and you go get a pretzel. You ate your own dick. Yeah. It's terrible. Because I'll tell you this too. By the time. And I asked you this question when we got out of the show. By the end of the first match, I asked. uh, End of the last match, I asked you. Did you start smelling a faint? twinge of asshole yeah it was all the fucking because <laughs> no one knows how to wash their butt uh, go and heal get a bidet <laughs> where else can you find a large group of stupid people starbucks not like well yes i mean it's more like entitled people yeah i but i group this in with as a stereotype people. yeah well it's i mean some stereotypes some stereotypes are true i'll tell you where not yeah judge dorium no the uk because even if I, I made, might have had a, a bland, uh, I didn't have a hot take on their food. I had a bland take on their food. But uh, they're not stupid people. They aren't. No, they're not. So where do you. But run- I'm looking at you, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I feel like there's got to be somewhere else. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, no. No, never mind. I can't say that. Well, got to now. I can't say. Here we go. <sighs> All of you people that go to the beer fest. At PNC Park. <laughs> Splash! And I couldn't agree more. You can get those beers at any bar. else. <laughs> if you're waiting in line for seltzers at a beer festival that are made by White Claw or Bud Light, that's a group of stupid people. Yeah, I can't agree with... Yep. You know, I was... You can just go buy those on your way home. Yeah, you can... And they're cheaper than the you ticket pro- you bought. I imagine you probably have some in your trunk. Yeah, you probably do. And you're you're just that stupid. You forgot. Yeah. Because if you went to PNC for that beer fest, it means you probably go to the Pirates games, which there's my there's my answer. Anyone who goes to Pirate games. Oh, I have a good time there, though. Do you? I don't go for the game, though. I go to like, That's different, hang out then. with whoever I'm going with and do you, if you drink a couple $12 beers. When you're going there and the people are actually trying to watch the game. Oh, the ones that still keep score yep. in the book? Ugh. I did that when I was Man. five. <laughs> Man, there's adult, I've seen adults like pull them off of their kids and like you're doing you're it wrong. Doing it wrong. <laughs> like let the kid do his thing, man. That's an error. <sighs> yeah, I agree with that one. So, last question here, Adam. Uh, when you hear the word Nickelodeon, what's the first show that comes to your mind? Wow, it wasn't even my favorite show, but Double Dare instantly popped in my mm-hmm. head. Yeah, the Gak or the Slime. Uh, yeah, the slant, the slime. It was slime. Yeah, yeah. Gak was the thing they made that was like their version of Play-Doh. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah, smelled yeah. really fucking bad. Gak smelled terrible. I liked the smell of it. It did you not are smell. A it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a pleasant smell. But I no. liked the smell of it. Like how people like to smell gasoline. It was like that. I was gonna ask you. Do you like to smell of your own farts? Because that's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do. <laughs> I put the windows up in the car. And just do you, like do you cup? hot box myself. Do you cup? No, that's disgusting. 
That's disgusting. That's savage. <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay. Uh, I just hotbox myself. I mean, I, we've all done that, right? I've hotboxed my family, too. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm driving, I can lock the windows. But no it, did you ever can... do that and then it was, like, really bad and you kind of, like, go, and then you, like, look down and you're... Your 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 wrap you got from get goes there and you haven't eaten it yet and you're like mm, well, it kind of smells like it shit nope have <laughs> <laughs> not been there don't don't ride anywhere with me folks you gotta go to the doctor dude <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to the doctor now <laughs> I I do have an appointment in two weeks uh, uh so we might as well announce it now this is probably our third to last episode. <laughs> Yep. It'll be decaying with the boy. And w- the first episode I'll have on my own is a eulogy for, <laughs> for Adam. I'll just prop my coffin up over here. I've had him behind me because if he was in front of me, I'd be terrified. Uh, when I hear the word it's Nickelodeon. never been harder. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think of uh, when you hear the word Nickelodeon? <laughs> you went real dark real dead, quick. Dead friends? Yeah, well, now, yeah. <laughs> No, I think of um, Hey Dude. I think of Hey Dude. Cause that's, I remember- a, that's a weird one. Yeah. Because like, the second thing I think of is Pete and Pete. Like If I think like not game show. Mm-hmm. But man, they had some good game shows. Like Double Dare, Guts, Hidden Legends Temple. of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Oh, Omec. Oh, no neck. Yeah. I love that show. I did not like the host of that show. No, I didn't I don't either. even remember his name for some reason. Uh, I can't either. Yeah, but it was the, not it Mark wasn't Summers. wasn't Mark Summers. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Who was the... Ms. Summers is who you're thinking of for yeah, and she did. Was it figure it out? Yep, figure it out. She was a she was a the nicest lady. I just yeah. wanted to give her a hug. And Danny Tamborelli was always the was always a guest on that. Yes, him him and he um, was the 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 Pete that looked like me. Yeah, short and yeah, fat. yeah. And then who? What was the name of the? Um, remember all that? Oh yeah, like the yeah yeah. Uh, what was the what was the female's name? Lori Beth Denberg. That's Wynn? it. Yeah, because yeah. she was always she in was that hilarious. shit too. I loved her. She had a great stand up too for a while there. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um. So, Adam, what's on tap? Man. Uh. Well, we already said we were. Gonna we find we this. ran the dates down, but yeah. yeah, we got um. You know, best brunch ever. June fourteenth is the first one coming up, and then two weeks later, not June fourteenth, May fourteenth. Um, best brunch ever. Out at Hop Farm, and then two weeks later, Bruce June fourth, Bruising Bruises. Yeah. So come check us out at those places. Um, we don't really have much on. We have a little bit of hazy left um, down here in the Jojitorium. Um, I can bottle that up for to go if anybody wants some. And then we just have a little bit for service down here of the Dark Roots style. Cool. So if you know what's going with Adam down here in the Brew Lab, it's at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook and Instagram, and sometimes on Twitter. He's also on Untapped. Uh, please check out the Bash Brew Beer Fest tour dates for 2022 just to make sure you can catch us face-to-face and talk shit about why I don't like Cadbury cream eggs and why Adam is trying to equate everything to eggplants. And if you want us going with the boys down here, we are at DecayingWTB on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We do have a Gmail account, DecayingWTB at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Redbubble where dad hats are always $19.52. Don't forget we're on live stream for a cure where you can check us out exclusively May 20th from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Or you can watch the whole damn thing from May 19th to May 21st. And, uh, you know, thank you for your support. You love us. You hate us. We love you and hate you back. So wherever you are here listening to us, talk about this bullshit. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Share your hate. Spread your hate. 
Let it flow through you. I like hateful questions as much as I like the fun ones. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I already opened it. Motherfucker, you gotta clock crack yours. See, this is why this is why we work really well together. No, I'm an idiot. This isn't an explanation on anything. No, 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 no. This is why we work well together, because you supply things. I'm your Dustin Rhodes. He's not a jobber. <laughs> He's not a jobber. He's not a jobber. He's not a jobber. Dustin Rhodes isn't a jobber. Satan to the fucking camera. Satan to the camera. Dustin Rhodes is one of the best jobbers of all time. Son of a bitch! <laughs>